What's up, soccer players? On this episode of the Soccer Fitness Experience, we have a special guest with us, Mohammed Amin. He is an assistant soccer coach for Shaw University, performance coach for Athletic Lab, and a youth soccer coach for North Carolina FC's youth team. So um, we're going to get into it. hope you guys enjoy the show. Let's start off very, very basic. Will a six-pack help me as a soccer player? Logically. Why pre-game meals are important? If you do strength training, you can generate more force on the ground. It will take you less stride to get that ball. Until you get there, you can make that up with hard work and dedication and training. On top of it, right? So if you're a player that has little to no training history, imagine the, the gains and speed that you can get in such a short period of time because you're doing things. This is why strength training is important. I don't care how you do your strength training. I don't you know, some people like to go to the gym. I just wanted to double down on that really quick. The point is you have to get stronger. Hello, soccer players. Welcome to the latest episode of the Soccer Fitness Experience. It's me, your co-host, Andy, with my main man, Berg. Berg, how you doing today, bro? I'm good, man. Been chilling. Um, finally, got, got, I got a plug from my friend. I got HBO Max, and I've just been, been on the binge <laughs> the, the whole weekend. Just watching, Re- yeah, just watching Ballers. Ballers is good. Yeah, Ballers uh, is great, man. I, I just all really I've been good. watching this all weekend. I I've watch heard good Women. things. I've heard good you know, things good. about HBO it's Max. Good. It's good. It's good. It's just a, a reflection of um, NFL players and how they handle their money and the yeah. lifestyle. It's pretty yeah, good. All my all my patients keep on telling me, "Yo, get HBO Max, get HBO." And now I'm I, I'm gonna have to because what else am I supposed to talk about with them? So it's, you gotta you gotta get someone you you whatever you have, find someone who has HBO Max and then trade trade something for them. That's what I did. Mm, okay, what'd you trade? Those, um, I traded um, Disney Plus, which is mm. <laughs> I think I won that trade because Disney Plus is nearly not as valued as HBO Max. But those, yeah, yeah, you're right. You're right. And depends where, what angle you look at. Like if you have kids, then Disney plus, like, I don't have kids. Yeah. HBO, man, blow that, put that thing on the big TV, you know? Absolutely. Wonder Woman. I watch Wonder Woman too. I don't want to spoil it for you guys. If you guys were going to watch it, but we'll see. You'll see (laughs) when you you, you watch it. Anyway, man, how you doing? Doing good, man. Doing good. Uh, still living life in Hoboken, working in the clinic. Um, but today isn't about me and you. Today we have a, a special guest, Mohammed Amin. This episode has been long overdue. I, I met Mohammed probably, dang, close to like a year and a half ago by now, almost two years ago. Oh my goodness. Um, Thanks, guys. Thanks for having me, Andy. Yeah, yeah. So why don't you start by like, you do so many things. Uh, you're wearing a lot of hats. Um, tell us what you do, like your different roles and, and where you're at right now. So I work as a youth soccer coach, collegiate soccer coach, and sports performance coach. So playing a lot of hats, um, schedule, I wake up very early in the morning, around six, train a couple of clients, head right to my college, work on some recruiting, run training sessions, and then in the evening times, I'm coaching youth soccer. So I'm just busy and slammed all day long. But that's I love great. it, and uh, it doesn't feel like work. That's how I keep going and stay really motivated every day. Um, help out as many players and clients as I can. Um, soccer coach and sports performance coach. So remember, I have to kind of play both of those cards, show up, do my performance, head over to the pitch, and then uh, coach soccer. So it's fun, man. 
Dang, that's crazy. It is crazy. It's kind of like could be a blessing in disguise too, because um, all those those three different, um, uh, I guess, jobs, kind of like they kind of related to each other. You can take one thing from one one aspect and bring it to 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 the other through the other job. I would say. Yeah, definitely. Uh, I try to mesh the two, so I try to give my soccer players the best performance training possible, and I also try to give them good soccer training. Um, and then I do regular personal training, sports performance training. Um, I can do performance training with my teams. So again, just in, in a lot of hats, do a lot of things, mesh them all together. And uh, it's fun, man. Yeah, it sounds, it sounds like you're expensive to hire. It sounds yeah, so expensive I to hire. I upping my rates. So. <laughs> That's what's up. That's what's up. So... <clears throat> I just want to like re re-emphasize the different things that you do. So Muhammad waking up early in the morning, uh, gets ready, goes to athletic lab for personal training and uh, personal one-on-one or group training. So that's hat number one is you that in is a, a gym facility. Uh, I haven't done group training in a while. So since I've started working there, my clientele has grown a lot. So I've been doing all one-on-one training now. So I did coach group classes a couple months ago. Then my clientele just shot up. All I do is one-on-one training now. So I do have experience coaching group classes, uh, fitness boot camp classes, CrossFit classes, uh, endurance-based classes, and youth sports performance classes. So I used to do all of that. Now I just do the one-on-one training in the morning. So. And then you, you go over to Shaw University in the late morning, early afternoon, you're recruiting, you're doing strength and conditioning there, and you're also an assistant coach. So that's hat number two. No strength conditioning. So I actually just got a title change. Now I'm the assistant coach for sports performance. So my responsibilities include uh, sports performance, team nutrition, team conditioning on pitch. I don't do the strength and conditioning for the team. There's a strength coach at the school that handles the strength uh, training. So I do the on-pitch conditioning, fitness testing, um, nutrition. I provide nutritional guidelines for the teams. I run training sessions, do recruiting, day-to-day operations, a little bit of everything. And then hat number three, North Carolina FC Youth, you got a few teams there. Um, Tell us about that. Yeah, so uh, North Carolina FC is one of the biggest clubs in the nation. We have over 13,000 players. I coach two competitive youth teams. So um, we travel around the state. We play in a league. Um, yeah, they're U15 and U14, so uh, 14 and 13-year-olds. And I do that in the evening time. So I'll run all of their training sessions, set up all of the tactics, and uh, I'm the general in command of the teams there. Sounds like it. Sounds great. Sounds like a lot of work that you're doing. <laughs> Yeah, when I think about it, it's tons. But when I'm doing it, I really like it. So mm-hmm. uh, try not to overthink it too much. No, that, that's what's up. And let's start with um, the college recruiting aspects. We're going to ask you a few questions about this because many players who are, who are playing at the high school or academy or youth level, they, they have a goal to play in, in college soccer. Um, so when you're recruiting somebody and you're out on the field and you're, you're kind of in scouting mode, 
Um, what are some of the three things that you look at in a player as to say like, Hey, I want that, that girl or guy to play for Shaw university. Well, uh, I think the first thing that I'll look at is the work ethic and the character of the players. So players that are willing after they lose the ball to go right back. I look at their reaction a lot of the times when they lose the ball, how they get back into position, how they communicate with their teammates. Are they uplifting their teammates or um, are they bringing good energy to the team? That's another big thing that I look at. And then obviously being technically competent. So being able to trap the ball, get out of certain situations, being able to hit both short, long passes, um, turns, being physically competent. So being able to challenge players, knowing how to use their body and then having a good tactical understanding. So knowing where to put themselves on the field, what to do in what situation, when to push up, when to drop back. So um, like for all around players, and um, yeah, but I think the biggest thing that I look for is the character of the player, how they react to situations, how they communicate with their teammates, and how they carry themselves on the field. Mm. That's 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 because my my top because I, I was anticipating what kind of answer you were gonna say because I, I I thought technique technique will be like on the top of it but you said character so i'm guessing um you don't want to bring anyone into the locker room and kind of mess up the vibe that you that you have because building a culture in 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 the team is kind of huge yeah but they also um to build on that i think they also have to be technically competent like i said Mm -hmm. like um i'm not going to bring someone in that's not at the level that i need them to be at because they're going to come play for me for a short span of time. And I need performances uh, during the first seasons if I want to be successful. So I have to make sure that they're technically competent and they bring good character to the team um, to build a winning culture. Hmm. Interesting. So what you didn't mention and what I'm a little surprised about is you didn't really mention physicality at all. Um, it was, is that something that as, as a, as a, someone with a background in performance training, that's someone you like a characteristics you think you can fix if someone isn't physically gifted or um, like, what, what do you think? Definitely that. And I think it depends on the position they're in. And so obviously if I have a center back that's going to need to go in more challenges, I need them to be better fit physically. I do think I can improve their performance, but not that much because they're with me in such a short amount of time. Um, They come to the school, we have one month of preseason and then we're kicking off. Mm -hmm. So it's really crucial that they're coming in fit. But um, if physicality is not a top priority in their position, so let's say they're a 10 and they're on the ball a lot. They're not defending too much. Um, I'm not that concerned about it. So I look for different things um, in different positions. Very, very interesting. And as, as you mentioned, a lot of these players are coming in only very short preseason and a college freshman who's new to the environment they they may struggle um taking the whole game into consideration what do college freshmen struggle with the most i think balancing the workload the academic load 
and the social load is big for them. So coming in, I think the game's a lot more demanding than it is in high school and club. I think the academic work's a lot more demanding and they have a lot more work and less time. And then um, balancing their social life. So um, it's a lot to do in a day. And I think that my advice for a freshman would be to prioritize what's important to them and what's gonna help them get most successful. So coming prepared to training, getting enough sleep, eating correctly, staying on top of your academics so you're eligible for the team. I think those are all things that are super important for their success when they come into school. Have you noticed, um, however, since we're in the topic of um, difficulties and, and the struggles, how, how do they transition from, how do you, how do you, what's the transition like from playing, you know, high school where you have a certain amount of game to college when it's like, Oh, you, 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 you went from playing like, let's say 15 games to like, you're playing like 30, 35. Um, how's that transition? Have you seen that transition come smoothly with some players? Yeah, I, I think it's smooth for some players. I think it's really difficult for other players. Um, it's a lot of games when you come in. So we'll play two to three games per week. So mm. it's, Again, it's really crucial that you come into the season fit and prepared for that load. And um, yeah, so I think, it's, I think it's rough for a lot of players. I think a lot of players come in smoothly, but I do recommend coming into that first season as fit as possible um, so you're able to handle the load in season. Mm-hmm. And you've said that a few times already, coming in fit how do players do that? And cause a lot of players, they, they do a lot of effort in the summer before the season. And yeah, they, they may seem like, or they may actually truly feel like I've given a hundred percent in my off season to come and fit. And then lo and behold, they come in and they're not. Um, big surprise. So, yeah. Like what, what are these players doing wrong in the summer? If they feel like they are doing everything they should be doing and they come in and they're not fit. Yeah, I think the first thing is um, being consistent in your training. The second thing is is following a structured program that's designed by a qualified coach. So um, training with a purpose and training to meet your needs. Okay, so to perform well in season, obviously, you're going to have to have a good base of endurance, a good base of strength, and um, good base of uh, flexibility and mobility. And to do that, you need to follow a structured program. So it can't just be like go off and run four miles every day leading up to preseason because then you'll be out of balance. So getting a proper um, base of strength work, endurance work, and uh, the other flexibility work is very important if you want to come into the season fit and prepared. That's some good advice. I can tell you a lot of players don't know don't know how to do that they don't know how to ask for help certainly getting strength and conditioning help um just to get ready for the 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 college life um it's i can tell you they don't get that enough yeah definitely and um i think i think it's worth it to go out and seek a really good fitness coach to work with over the summer leading up to your preseason Mm -hmm. so you mentioned before that sometimes uh, university players, they, they played two to three times per week. Um, and yeah, I thought that, that was mind, just high school. 
Uh, it depends on the college. So oh, okay. in our season, uh, we have a total of 18 games. So we're playing two to three games a week, and uh, it's it's really hectic load. It's basically we train, play, train again, recover, and then play another game. So it's back to back. Can you can you kind of walk us through a, a typical week day by day? Let's say you have um, two matches in one week. What days of the week are the matches typically, and what are you doing in the other five days? It varies, but it's usually earlier in the week and then later in the week. So we'll have a game on a Tuesday, and then we'll have a game on a Friday. Um, training before game days, so let's say we play Tuesday and we're training on a Monday, we'll go through our tactics in the game. Um, so that's one of my priorities is to study the opponent. And then uh, we'll develop our game plan. We'll practice the game plan and practice and go over what we need to do. Um, do some sharp technical work, um, some recovery stretching, which I'm also in charge of. And then we'll play the next day. And then we'll play the game, get home usually. Um, the day after is a recovery session. So we'll have some light, um, light jogging, stretching maybe some light technical work, and then the players get ice baths and recovery work. And then the next day, which would be a Wednesday, let's say we play on Friday. On the Wednesday, we'll go back into a medium, medium training, not too hard, but we want to get a little bit of work in. Um, then the day before, again, it's tactics, and it won't be too heavy, so the players can come in fresh to the game. It's a pack, it's a pack schedule. Yeah, yeah, no time, no time for fooling around, man. No time. That's that's why I said the balance is really important. You have to come in focused, and you have to come in with your priorities straight and ready to work. So, yeah. players who don't who you do don't have a good sense of time management, they they get they get that drill into them quick. Yeah, definitely. And I think it's it's also important to come in and ask for help from the more experienced players so they can kind of show them how to move within the team and um, how to how to do the right things and have the right priorities to get better. So going from the high school or club level to the college level, um, what are some of the bigger differences physically um, from from one to the next? Yeah, I just I think that players overall are stronger. They're taller, faster, jump higher. You'll get into more challenges. And I've noticed the college game to be very fast-paced and physical. So you have to come in and you have to come in ready to compete. Um, things like you won't have as much time on the ball. You'll get closed down quickly. You have to think faster. Um, you have to be stronger in challenges. You have to be able to jump high and run faster. So overall, I just think it's a more physical game. It's a faster game. And you have to think quicker. Yeah, so, I mean, that's all great for, for college recruiting and for all the players that are listening that are thinking of going to the next level. Um, let's say players are, are kind of in the middle of their level right now and they want to learn more about fitness coaching and upping their game by improving their speed, their strength, their stamina. What age do you think it's beneficial for players to start to investigate um, improving those things on the side in addition to their team training? I think like 
11 or 12 years old, sixth grade. Um, it's, it's very important to start learning about movement patterns. And when you do add the strength training in a regimen, you'll see great improvements in body control, movement, um, your strength on the ball, your ability to jump, run, and sprint. And um, yeah, it's really important to gain competency early on. So you create good training habits and then uh, you, you get a lot better over time. That's good to know. I'm just, just uh, we we soccer has this 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 thing in in their culture where there's no you know strength and conditioning is not really that valued, especially um, early in high school and whatnot. So getting players into that mindset early is certainly, like you said, beneficial. Yeah, extremely beneficial, and um, yeah, it's interesting. I think there's there's starting to be a shift in the culture and strength and conditioning is becoming more popularized in bigger clubs and people are starting to see the clubs training um, in the gym over social media or whatever it is. So I think it's great that um, strength and conditioning is gaining recognition in soccer. And again, it's extremely important and beneficial for performance. Yeah, and it's necessary to keep these these players healthy too. And that's yeah, true. If, 18 if games, oh, definitely two, um, two to three times a week. Yeah. Strength training makes you a lot more resilient to injury and um, increases your chances of staying healthy throughout the dramatic college season. So, again, it, it is so important to have a good strength and conditioning program leading up to the season. I, I can't stress it enough. So, for for the players out there that are only doing team training – what aspects of their training are they missing out? Because a lot of players think that, you know, I go to soccer training, so that's sprint endurance work, and I'm muscular, so I'm strong, so I don't need strength and conditioning. What are they missing out on by not doing a structured program? Uh, I think they're missing out on increasing their speed, their strength, their endurance, their, uh, their resilientness, to injury, so not being injured, and just being strong in challenges, faster, stronger, it's, it's gonna lead to them being a better player. So you can improve technically, but I think there has to be a base level of physicality that you need to play at a higher level. So it's really important to do the strength and conditioning. And from the players and the teams and the clients that you've had, uh, I'm guessing you've seen a, a lot of different personalities um, from the clients that are successful. What common traits or common um, personality traits do they have that allows them to improve physically and achieve their goals? I think consistency, showing up to the workouts every day with a good attitude. I think perseverance, um, when things aren't going well, um, they still show up and give the best efforts that they can give every single time they show up. And um, grit, like pushing through the workouts, um, even when they don't feel like it. So um, those are all things that I think that are regular, that I've seen successful people in training, both a regular person and athlete have. So consistency, perseverance, and grit. 
very, very definitely, definitely consistency is the is is, this is the key because it's when you come to strength and conditioning if you don't if you're not consistent you're not putting in the work uh, days in the day out you, you're not gonna see results sadly yeah exactly you won't you won't see the same results if you st- if you train like one day a week here and there it's really important to follow a consistent um well-written program and have a structure and stick with that structure And I guess kind of one of our, our, our wrap-up questions here, kind of a fun one. What's your favorite formation to play in as a soccer coach and why? Mm. Uh, I don't no, no say four four two. <laughs> I think it depends, Andy. I, th- I think it depends on what kind of team I have, the players that I have. I'm very flexible. So um, my go-to formation is four two three one, but the midfield can be interchanging. Um, if sometimes I can play a 4-4-2, I can play a 4-2-3-1, I can play a 3-5-2. It really depends on what kind of team I have and um, what I'm trying to get out of them. Like but do you... soccer players to teach the game, I think a, a basic 4-3-3 is, is a great formation to play. You create a lot of triangles on the field. Um, the space I found is easy for them to understand where to go and how to support in that formation. Do you, um, you know, like the pros, like the professional teams do, like once they hire a coach and the coach loves certain formation, they go and recruit players that, that, are, that are going to be able to play in that formation a little bit smoother than other um, players. Like, do you, do, you, do, do you incorporate that in your recruiting? <laughs> when, oh, for the college? Yeah. Um, yeah, I guess we try to recruit a certain kind of player, obviously. I think we, we lean more towards... Uh, very technical players oh, okay but not necessarily if, if there's a very good player and um we'll we'll recruit them either way regardless okay. of the formation mm. so you mentioned something there that i kind of want to investigate a little bit more you will choose a formation not only for the team to be successful and not only based on the personnel that you have but if it's a youth team you will pick a formation where they can learn how to play the game. Um, and I think that's something that's like, that's very, very rare um, in, in U.S. soccer coaching in general because we live in a very short-term window world where it's like, we need to win now. Um, and it, it takes a lot to say, you know what, even though this formation might not, team to, might not lead to my team being successful today, maybe in two or three years, they'll be a better player tactically because they learned how to play the game the right way. Yeah, definitely. I think, I think it's really important not to be too concerned about winning a game and doing whatever you need to do to win that game. But it's more important to figure out what the best way is for the kid to learn and what's the best way for the kids to develop. Those are two things that are very important. And I like, I like a simple 4-3-3 because it creates good supporting angles. I can, focus, um, uh, I can focus on telling the kids where to pass the ball, when to pass the ball, how to pass it. Let's say they were in a 3-5-2 and they don't have wide options. It's going to become more complicated for them. So once they're competent in basic tactics and basic uh, technical skills, I can start switching it up and start progressing and start explaining more advanced tactics. But I like to keep it simple to start teaching the kids uh, kind of a base understanding of the game and then progress from there. 
Speaking of um, teaching the kids the game, what's your opinion on watching soccer? Because I, I talk to a lot of youth at, at my clinic when I work with them, and it seems like no matter the sport, basketball, soccer, uh, football, they're not watching a game. They don't even want to watch the game. They watch highlights. Yeah. Like, I, do um, you think that's really, that kind of- really important um, to get an understanding of how to play it? Watching the best players in the world is one of the best things you can do. It teaches you how to move. It teaches you where to move. And I still watch the game. I learn something new every time it's on. So I encourage the kids to watch it. It'll help your game out tremendously. Just an understanding of where to put the ball, um, techniques on how to pass the ball. It gives you more ideas of what to do. And um, yeah, I just think it's, it's great to watch the game. They tell me, those guys at the clinic telling me like, nah, just, just watch highlights, man. I don't, I don't, I don't watch the game. Nobody wants, nobody wants the highlights. Like, my God, that's crazy. I thought I was going crazy. Is that, oh, is this, is this what's going on right now? Is this, is this like the new thing? Like nobody watched the game anymore? Oh, man. I mean, you got to, you got to, I remember when I was in, in high school, I was playing rec soccer and my coach was always yelling at me, scan the field, scan the field. I was like, what is this guy talking about? And then <laughs> I, I was legitimately, I was, I was a very low level talent player. And um, then I started watching soccer. I was watching Barcelona and I was like, man, this, this guy Zavi's pretty good. Let me, let me watch him and see what I can pick up from him. And then he's got a next frame. Turn his neck yeah i'm like what is this guy doing he's looking all around the field all the time and i'm like oh that's scanning the field and like i see how he plays and how successful he is i'm like you know what let me let me take that and like i i wouldn't have learned that if i didn't watch the game and there's obviously a, a whole spectrum of, of players of different abilities and no matter what your ability is unless you're in the premier league or la liga you should really be watching to, to pull things from them for you to, to put in your own training. Yeah, I, I definitely think that's a great point. And I think that, like you said, it's really important to have a growth mindset and a mindset where you can always learn because I've talked to pro, pro players and they're still learning things every day. So never, never think that you're too good to learn new things. Well said. Oh, for sure. Berg, you got any more questions for Mo? No, no. Just just in summary, just to do um kind of recap what uh Mohammed said during the um his podcast. The first thing um when he comes to recruiting um people for college, athletes for college, he looks for technicality and he also looks for character. Um great and perseverance. Um Favorite formation is a four-two-three-one, <laughs> but, but but he will take anyone as long as um you know they're kind of technically gifted and who wouldn't who wouldn't really. And um, for college, really um strength and conditioning. I mean, I don't know how many times we're gonna have to say this, Andy, to the listeners, but strength and conditioning is super important. It helps you with resiliency, uh, helps you with getting a faster, better endurance. Um, and uh, what to, the most important thing I think I took from this is, um, if you go into college, it's important to seek strength and, um, help from a strength and conditioning coach just to help you, um, get fit for the season. Because once you go to that college and it's, it's going to be gung ho from day one and yeah, you need to be ready and that summer should not be wasted. 
Yes, sir. Mo, if you could give one piece of advice to every youth soccer player out there, what would it be? Um, even when things aren't going well, don't quit. Because I've, I've found my biz- biggest successes <clears throat> after rough times and then not quitting during the rough time. So my advice would be just to keep going uh, no matter what. Set an end goal for yourself and then do whatever it takes to achieve that goal. Love it. Well, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Yeah, where you, can man. the people, where can we find you? Oh, you can, uh, you can search that Instagram. It's Mohammed Amin H. 8, Mohammed Amin 8 on Instagram. And that is the only social platform that I'm on right now. So, yeah. Good. All right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Help you reduce some of the distraction. <laughs> if you guys are in the, the Raleigh Durham area um, in North Carolina, or if you're, if you're just looking for uh, a qualified soccer trainer in general, uh, Mohammed is definitely your guy. I spent time with him on, on several occasions and um, quality coach, quality human, um, just quality overall. So if you guys are ever looking for anything performance wise, soccer wise in North Carolina, he's your guy. Definitely. Thank you guys for having me. Yeah, no problem. Man. Absolutely. Anytime. We'll see y'all next week. All right.